Bill Street Caravan is brought to you by the generous support of the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau. Memphis, home of the blues and the birthplace of rock and roll. Hi, I'm your co-host, Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Kevin Covens. And you're listening to the Sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. Our guest this week is the Ghost Town Blues Band. A personal favorite of mine, Ghost Town is one of the brightest young acts in the blues world today. Phenomenal musicianship, amazing energy. I saw them first on Bill Street, and I've followed them very closely ever since then. This is actually their first time on the program, and I think our audience is in for a treat. Agreed. Also, Bill Street Caravan David Less will be with us today. David's going to be wrapping up his series, The Memphis Beat. So stick around because that's all coming up right now on Bill Street Caravan. Hey, Pat. Hey, Kevin. So I've got to say, I'm so pumped to have these guys on the show with us today. Me too. We've tried a few times and schedules never synced up. Ghost Town is hard to catch up with, which bodes well for them. It means they're extremely busy. They stay booked up and they stay on the road. And you can't catch them down on Bill Street as often as you used to be able to. Which is, that's where the band began. Right. They were aspiring young musicians playing in separate bands on Bill Street four or five years ago. Over time, this core of like-minded players started meeting and jamming during set breaks and after gigs. Bill Street is such a special breeding ground for musicians because you see the same thing happen over and over again throughout its history. It's like a synergy, a community of musicians, and a lot of different bands spring from it. So over time, these guys came together, they joined forces to create Ghost Town. Yes, it's a very special group of guys, nicest guys you'll ever meet, and a great combination of sounds. They've got Uptown Bill Street Blues, some Gut Bucket Blues, South Memphis Soul, a high record style horn section, high energy rock and roll, it's all in there. And I have to point out that in the past year, they've added guitarist Josh Roberts to the fold. He's a favorite of ours, too. Josh has been on the program countless times. Our audience is probably most familiar with Josh because he was the guitarist for the Reba Russell band for years. He's simply amazing and brings so much to the band. He's great. The group is currently touring behind their most recent release. It's called Hard Road to Ho. And I've got to mention, frontman Matt Isbell has a unique side gig. He builds cigar box guitars, just like the one he plays on stage. There's a documentary that just came out that explores Matt Isbell and what he does building the cigar box guitars. It's called Once There Was a Cigar Box. It's a fascinating watch. Well, be sure to stick around after the break today because Matt sits down with me for an interview. But right now, here's the Ghost Town Blues Band live on Bill Street Caravan. We got a little time. Is it all right if we play a new one? Cool, thanks. It's good to see some old friends in the house today and meet some new ones. Well, Ghost Town Blues, man, we sure appreciate this. This is one called 17. It's off the new record. The record's called Hard Road to Hope.
All right, thank you so much. We're gonna bring up a good friend of ours, Mr. Brandon Santini, y'all. Put your hands together, make him feel welcome. We just put out a brand new record and Mr. Santini came and graced us with his presence. This is one called Tip of My Hat.
yeah, Mr. Santini, y'all. All right, we're gonna play the title track off this new CD. It's called Hard Road to Ho. I think we're gonna bring Mr. Preston McEwen on the drums tonight. Put your hands together. We're gonna bring him out from behind the drums. Let the beast out of the cave. For folks just tuning in, you're listening to the sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. Today's program is made possible by support from Bridging the Blues. Find out more about the music and culture of Memphis and the Delta region at bridgingtheblues.com. Here's more music from the Ghost Town Blues Band, live on Beale Street Caravan. So what we did on this record is we used this right here and along with this right here. This is my grandma's silverware chest. She was born in 1900, made it all the way to 2003. She lived to be 102 years old. And that right there is a hard road to hoe. We'll see if we can pull out some of the past right here. Yeah. 
Mr. Brandon Santini, thank you, man. 
That was the Ghost Town Blues Band live on Bill Street Caravan. We'll be back with more from the band, but first, we're going to check in with Bill Street Caravan contributor David Less. David Less's work has appeared in Rolling Stone, Downbeat, Blues Review, and Memphis Magazine. He researched Memphis music for the National Endowment for the Humanities and the Smithsonian Institute. As the former executive director of the Blues Foundation, he created the program you're listening to right now. His series, The Memphis Beat, combines archived interviews and David's insight to present an in-depth look at the forces that paved the way towards the birth of rock and roll. Here's David. Thanks, Pat. Last week, we began our two-part series on the first generation of young white musicians that were influenced by Sun Records' early rock and roll and the plethora of blues and R&B on the radio and in the clubs in Memphis. We heard about West Memphis's legendary Plantation Inn, where Sissy Charles and the Veltones held court. Producer, songwriter, and baritone saxophonist Don Nix was among the group of teenagers in the 1950s who grew up among the musical milieu of post-Elvis Memphis. He tells us about an often forgotten city-sponsored venue for high school students. The only place really to go was called a casino. It was at the fairgrounds. It was an old ballroom. It's a huge dome building. The parks department made it into a place for teenagers to go on the weekends. And you got a card, and as you went in, they would punch the card. And, and you know, outsiders couldn't get in. You had to be in high school. And everything started there. On a Friday night, everybody would go there. As the love of black music spread throughout the country in the 1950s and 60s, Memphis teens discovered that they could hear top bands in traditionally African-American clubs. Bobby Manuel is a guitarist and producer who began his career at 14 years old, playing in integrated bands for mixed audiences. He was a regular on the bandstand at the Club Paradise, a cavernous facility that had been built as a bowling alley and converted into one of the most famous Memphis blues venues. The Paradise was host to the best in local and touring talent from its opening in 1959. Manuel describes the audiences. I would say it was more uh, a black audience at the Paradise than it was the Plantation, because that was generally all white. But, man, I remember when Tina and uh, Ike would come in to the Paradise and B.B. and those people. I mean, we loved that music so much as kids that uh, everybody would come down, you know. You'd see uh, the sweetheart of sorority down there, you know. She'd be bopping and make me want to shout, man. You know, she wanted to feel it. Before he gained fame as Al Green and Ann Peebles' producer, Willie Mitchell was one of the most popular band leaders in Memphis. His group was legendary, often including the best players in town. He had a regular engagement at the Manhattan Club, and music lovers flocked to hear him, including a young Don Nix. The Manhattan Club, that was another club in Memphis we would go there, because Willie Mitchell's band played there later on. At that time, he was our favorite band. Al Jackson was playing with Willie, and we, we wanted to be like them, you know, because they were, you know, just a good band, good, tight little band. They had, uh, they didn't have a guitar. They had piano and bass and drums, and Willie played trumpet. But they'd have the Del Rios, too, a singing group at that time. So any night we weren't playing, we'd go listen to them at the Manhattan Club. And it was completely segregated. You know, the black bands would play, and they'd have to go away on their breaks. They couldn't come out like we could as an audience, you know. The black clubs, we'd come out and sit, you know, with people in the audience, but they couldn't do that at white clubs. 
After soaking up early rock and roll and the indigenous rhythm and blues, many of this first generation of 1950s high school musicians were becoming successful, accomplished artists. They had been influenced by the touchstone of Rocket Sun Records, seen the best of R&B at legendary night spots like the Plantation Inn, and developed their own styles and sound. But the stew was not complete. In the 1960s, a coffee shop opened in Memphis called The Bitter Lemon. A bohemian vibe ensued as Charlie Brown, its spiritual leader, rediscovered and booked the older country blues musicians who had been largely forgotten. This group of Memphis musicians absorbed their roots and incorporated it into a new modern style that reflected their appreciation for the past while developing a new sound. Don Nix tells us about the Bitter Lemon. The thing that brought all that together in Memphis was a coffee shop, kind of a beatnik bohemian coffee shop called the Bitter Lemon, and they would hire these old blues singers, and I'd never heard of them before. Later on, this is 65, 66, 67. Uh, when I was in town, you'd, you'd go to the Bitter Lemon and hear these old blues singers, a guy named Charlie Brown, and he would hire all these guys. And that was my first exposure to that old blues, you know, bottleneck guitar thing. Furry Lewis was one of the original bluesmen that played at the Bitter Lemon. After a career that included recording for the Victor and the Vocalion labels in the 1920s, he disappeared from the music scene until he began playing at the Bitter Lemon. Jim Dickinson was a musician, producer, and engineer. He had grown up in Memphis and frequented the Plantation Inn like many other 1950s high school students. But meeting Furry Lewis and hanging out at the Bitter Lemon changed his perspective. I thought Furry Lewis was dead. Hell, he was sweeping the street. He swept Beale Street twice a day for 36 years. There was a local coffee shop owner named Charles Elmore. He called himself Charlie Brown because he looked like Charlie Brown. But he had a very enlightened racial view. I mean, this doesn't seem like a big thing at all, but Charlie Brown figured out that you could hire these old black guys and put them on a gig. I didn't think of it. We knew them, we knew they were there, we'd go talk to them. Charlie Brown figured that out, so you can hire these guys. It doesn't kill them, they can get up there and play. Sid Selvage was a founder and the first producer for the Beale Street Caravan. He was also an accomplished singer and musician who had a long career as a solo artist and with his band, Mud Boy and the Neutrons. The last word on Memphis Beat comes appropriately from Sid Selvage, who describes a life-changing moment after seeing Furry Lewis at the Bitter Lemon. My major recollection of the Bitter Lemon is Furry Lewis. I mean, it was an epiphany. I can remember being at the Bitter Lemon, and I remember Furry playing one night. They had had Furry to play. And I don't know where Furry came from. I'd never seen him before, and I saw his act, and it just blew me away. He played slide. I'd never seen anybody do that in person. What Ferry did with a slide and, and with his voice, I think of Ferry Lewis is, is a great, great singer. What he could do with the voice he had is so melodic, you know, and where he went with it, and that he could do this and play that kind of guitar at the same time. I was just fascinated. I mean, at that point, when I saw Ferry Lewis, I wanted to be Ferry Lewis, and that was probably the biggest change in my life musically that ever happened. For Beale Street Caravan, this is David Less. Well, Judge Boucher, Memphis, Double M, double X, WXYZ. Thanks, David. There's a lot more music to come, and Ghost Town's frontman Matt Isbell will be sitting down to catch up with us. But right now, we've got to take a quick break for local announcements. So stay tuned. You're listening to the sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. <laughs> Thank you. 
AutoZone is proud to support Bill Street Caravan and many other arts organizations that strengthen the greater Memphis community. Parts are just part of what we do. AutoZone.com. Bill Street Caravan is supported by awards from the Tennessee Arts Commission, Arts Memphis, and Tennessee Tourism. TennesseeVacation.com. The soundtrack of America was made in Tennessee. We're back, and if you're just joining us, our guests today are the Memphis-made blues juggernaut known as the Ghost Town Blues Band. Before we jump back to the performance, we've got Ghost Town frontman Matt Isbell in our studio visiting with Pat. Let's listen in on what they had to say. Well, we are here in the studio with Matt Isbell from Ghost Town Blues Band. Hey. Hey, how you doing, Pat? I'm great. It's so great to have you in here. Right. It seems sort of funny that uh, we run into each other around town. I've seen you guys on stage in many a spot, but... To actually have a sit down in the Bill Street Caravan studio, it yeah. feels like a whole new world. Actually, normally we see each other's dust trails. Yeah, <laughs> that is true how it works. So l- let's jump right in. One of the coolest things that I, I, I love when I see Ghost Town, before y'all ever even play, when you walk up on stage, it is this mixture of guys that just look like the coolest, most laid-back guys you'd ever see. And it's you're wondering mot- what's about it, to it's happen. It's definitely a motley crew. So how did you guys How did you guys get together? How did you find each other? Because of Beale Street, honestly. Um, Preston McEwen and I started the band soon after my mom passed away. Actually, I was just looking for a total change of direction in the music that mm-hmm. I was playing. And so me and Preston got together, and we'd play together on Beale, the tap room, the blues hall, all that. And then on each other, you know, on our breaks, we'd go check out some of the other bands down the street. And it seemed like as we were the younger guys, there were some other younger guys hanging around, Jeremy Powell and Suavo Jones, and we'd sit in with each other. And it really totally organically happened where we just, we'd play with each other on each other's breaks and became a band. So you guys coming together and being on Beale Street what role did Bill Street play as far as keeping your chops up, honing your skills, you know? Yeah, I mean, none of us are getting rich on Bill Street. So it's a flooded, saturated market with a lot of musicians. And mm-hmm. everybody wants to play on Bill Street. And people come from all over the world to want to play on Bill Street, sit in, try to take your gig, whatever. So it taught us how to, to fight and, you know, learn how to command our stage command the clubs that we were playing and then of course we had to get some tips from all the tourists so uh, you know they weren't paying us much on beale the mm-hmm. way you make money is you make tips off tourists but you have to have an exciting captivating show and um entertain people you know what yeah. i mean and not make people feel you don't want guilt tips <laughs> you know what i mean you got to really make them want to give you money. And that's the only way you can keep a band of six, seven people together, you know? Well, yeah, let's get to that. There are a lot of y'all. Right. I mean, I mean, I always joke that, you know, if I had a band, it would just be me or me and someone else because right. I don't want to have to split the money. Exactly. <laughs> but y'all are splitting it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're six guys right now, and it's split evenly, six guys. So $100 or 200 bucks that equals 33 bucks a person. Yeah. Yeah. So we got to make some money to be able to make some money. You know what I mean? Not that it's all about that, but this is how we make our living, you know. Yeah. And so how often are you guys, do you guys play Beale Street now? We haven't been playing Beale Street much. We we did get asked to play at B.B. King's funeral uh, ceremony. Uh, they had the musical celebration of the life of B.B. King and then mm-hmm. followed by the funeral procession down Beale Street. Then they took it all the way down to Indianola. That was the last time we played on Beale, but we haven't really been doing the clubs because... 
You well, guys have been out on the road every time yeah, I walk here. Yeah, we're having like, a good time. We got you're here, yeah. you're there. It's Promoting like, a new record. That's what it is. You know, we're out on the road. So as um, the last couple of years, a lot of people have come to know you. In fact, you've been on the show the last couple of years as one of the finalists from the International Blues Challenge. You know, bands coming from Just around <laughs> the world to compete in right. Memphis for the title of best blues band in the land. And... Wow! That look opened at that. some doors. Yeah, we in 2013 we got the finals, and then I think that was the top nine, and then 2014 we got second place, and we didn't even know what we were getting into really. Yeah, because it was we're local, so we didn't realize you know people are really coming from all over the world to compete in this thing. Yeah, they're bringing their A game, but it feels really good when the last couple of years for IBC. Memphis and Mississippi are still right. holding it down. Yeah, that's you know? cool. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been years since that's happened in that competition. What do you think? I, think I mean, you've seen it from the inside. Right, right, right. I think it, the judges, they want to see traditional. But somehow we're very much not traditional and got second place. Yeah. Now we did throw our traditional clothes on and kind of lend ourselves to the blues tradition. But, you know, we're a lot more than that. And as far as you guys, you talked about Ghost Town isn't a traditional blues band, but I'm going to disagree with you about cool. your own band. Right. Um, <laughs> I think that there is very much a foundation of traditional roots music, but you guys have been able to take all those other influences and sort of mesh it all together into this little stew. Right. And the drummer, he comes from a rock and roll background. Yeah. I come from like the folk rock singer songwriter background. And then Jeremy on keys, he's got the church background. Suavo playing trombone. He's just wild. He raps on stage with us, you know, and that's not yeah. really traditional blues. And but, he's a joy to watch, Right, too. right. And then we've always had jazz uh, <laughs> bass players, so it, it really does meld together pretty well. And then Josh Roberts plays guitar, and he's, like, the blues guy. He's so. a, I love watching him play, and I'm not a guitarist girl, and I love to watch him play. So what's up, what's up next for you? We're playing uh, the 9th in Kalamazoo, headlining the Thursday night of Kalamazoo Blues Fest. Then we got Friday night in uh, the Lighthouse Blues Festival in Kincardine, Canada. We're all around. It's it's amazing. We've been out to, we just got back from Vegas, Arizona, Chicago, uh, St. Louis, did something this summer in Florida. We're kind of covering some ground. So do you plan on being a, um, a band that stays on the road? Luckily, we're in Memphis, and we're kind of centrally located. So I try to do the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, weekend warrior mentality. Yeah. And then be back in town. But you can't always, you can't go to the West Coast like that. But yeah, it's kind of cool. We just, we jaunt out. And Memphis is right here. So when we play here, we've got people from all over coming to see us. We, you know, being on Beale Street is almost like touring because you've got people from different cities every night. Well, thank you for coming by the studio. We're going to get back to some more live music from the Ghost Town Blues Band live on Bill Street Caravan. All right, y'all, we're going to ride that Memphis train. You don't need a ticket to ride that thing. Number two's been gone, and now train number three is gone. 
Thank y'all. Cool, let's play another song off the record. I'll tell you what, though, before we get to that, I gotta tell you, we have a little sad thing going on this weekend. Suavo's girlfriend broke up with him. Y'all say, oh. Actually, it's not true. She didn't break up with him, and he didn't break up with her. She actually, uh, she ate him out of house and home. Her name's Big Shirley. <laughs> Big Shirley's a whole lot of woman. She's six feet tall and four feet wide. It takes a wrecking ball to keep her satisfied. That's why she left those at my house last night. All right, Mr. Jeremy Powell on the keys, y'all.
Just tuning in, you're listening to the sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. Today's program is made possible by support from Bridging the Blues. Find out more about the music and culture of Memphis and the Delta region at bridgingtheblues.com. Here's more music from the Ghost Town Blues Band live on Bill Street Caravan. Does it sound good? I want to thank the sound crew. They're all Memphis boys, too. We appreciate y'all.
That was the Ghost Town Blues Band live on Bill Street Caravan. You can find out more about the band by going to Bill Street Caravan's Facebook and Twitter page. We'll be posting info throughout the week. Special thanks to our supporters, the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau, Arts Memphis, Tennessee Arts Commission, Tennessee Tourism, AutoZone, and Bridging the Blues for their support in making Bill Street Caravan possible. We'd like to remind our listeners to please show your support for public broadcasting. You're not going to find programming like this anywhere else. You can also find Bill Street Caravan on all the social media outlets. Check in with us there. We've always got special features and updates. You can always keep up with Bill Street Caravan via our podcast that's available through iTunes. We'll be back next week, so we'll see you then. Until then, I'm Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Kevin Cubbins. And you've been listening to the sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan.